<laughs> kid you not, like God put me in a situation where I had to replace my car. <laughs> I started a new job and the requirement was my car was too old. Wow. The re- they said cars had to be under five years old. And I'm like, oh what? my goodness. But they compensated for oh, it. Nice. So I'm, oh my, so I was yeah. able to mm. bring him into the conversation and said, look what you prayed what for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And look how God made it happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> Faluke, what do you think of that? Oh, Faluke. Nice. Look, he's jamming over here. Oh, Faluke is so cool. She's a much better da- chair dancer than the rest right, of us. Chair dancer. Thank you, Grace. You got it down. I can That's see you in the is. car. Oh, hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to another episode of On Purpose Parents. Yeah, baby. Podcast. My name is Grace. I'm Chris. And across from me, who just introduced himself, is not Kurt. Not Kurt. Not Kurt today. Yeah. But Chris, our producer Chris, but today, hot seat Chris, right? Yeah. yeah. You are Ch- a... Chair of despair. Chair of despair is what you <laughs> called it last heat. time. <laughs> but most importantly, in the middle seat, our seat of honor. I don't know. That didn't rhyme. It's not chair of despair. Is there... Do you have a rhyme for the seat of glory? The... You, the you seat can think. of glory. No. The place of pain. No! <laughs> That's your chair. The spot of distraught. What? <laughs> oh, no. Wow. Why are we going <laughs> dark today? <laughs> I thought you were going to come up with something, you know, glorious. Like, you know. <laughs> anyway, not yeah. the spot of distraught. <laughs> Although but that's to I'll get stick catchy. with the chair of glory. We have <laughs> our guest that we. <laughs> It's better than she asked what for your help. She did ask for your help. Um, we have once again this week our spectacular guest, mm-hmm. Faluke. Welcome back. Welcome Hi. back. Last week, if you didn't have a chance to listen, was a incredible, profound, and um, really thought provoking mm-hmm. episode on blended families. Yeah. And we brought Faluke back again this week because one, she's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but also she has some words of wisdom that she could share on single parenting and, uh, what it's like to raise a child by yourself and the dynamics with that. And we really want to be able to provide all kinds of resources to our parents. And we know our families out there are all different kinds of families. And, and so we wanted to just have this episode to specifically talk about single parenting. And we do want to preface this by saying there's so much you could talk about and unpack in the topic of single parenting. And so we have few questions this morning that we're going to go through with Faluke and get her words of wisdom. But we also acknowledge there's, you know, this is only going to be scratching the surface of the topic and that there's a lot more to talk about it. So Chris, can you share like what resources are out there, you know, after today's episode where people can get more information on this topic? Yeah. So, you know, we're still super new at this. I mean, we, we are at, uh, uh, we started in January with, with the ministry and one of the, and and our heart is we want to help parents win. Right. right. That's that's everything we do is about that. So we're thinking, what are what are some things that we can do just to help parents all over the planet? How we can help them win? Well, let's just give away free resources. Okay, great. What are those free resources going to look like? 
uh, well, one of them's a podcast. Let's mm-hmm. pull a podcast together. So we do this weekly podcast. Uh, another thing is we have a blog, right? Which Faluke, you you write for, Yay. which is fantastic. <laughs> but we have different authors come come together, write about different topics. Uh, you know, step parents, single parents, moms, dads. You know, we kind of target uh, th- those different affinities and. Yeah, we just we have a lot of different topics that we write on. So that's onpurposeparents.com. So if you go to onpurposeparents.com, you'll see uh, our website and it's all free resources on there. We have studies, we have the podcast, the blog, we have 2-minute tips which are fantastic yeah. and just hundreds and hundreds of resources that's that are amazing. on there that's free. Yes, that's but, awesome. So our yeah. listeners should definitely check out the website. Um, if there's something we talk about today that just strikes uh, an interest in you to really dive deeper, we'll probably be putting up a blog post on some of these questions that we're going to talk about today to really dive in deeper into the this subject matter. So, hey, you know yeah. what else just happened? Okay, we just hit uh, ten thousand subscribers what? for our Yay! YouTube podcast. So, I'm trying <laughs> to find the, the button, button here. Come on. There it is. <laughs> Confetti falling down. Yay. <laughs> but well, thanks for doing that, guys. Yeah. That, that's from you. It's from you just watching and, and sharing with friends and that kind of thing. And we love that. And the more you like, you click like button and you comment and you click on the at the end, you know, you watch different videos. The YouTube algorithm really likes that, and they kind of promote <laughs> it out to more people. More people get to kind of see what we're doing, and we're just about just real people who want to help, yes. right? And we're not in this ivory throne or you know tower, just saying we, we've we've arrived and we know right. everything there is to know. We're just we're parents ourselves, and yeah. we just want to share and help and 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 yeah. be a community <clears throat> together and yes. just walk this journey together. And like you said, really help parents win. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. For sure. The planet, he said. Yeah. <laughs> I yes. love it. He dreams big. I'm back there with him. The whole planet. Well, Visionary. Gosh, yeah. We, we have people from India and Australia yeah. and Singapore and Hong Kong and uh, Mexico, in addition to the United States, Philippines. I mean, See? they're just people all over the world are watching and sending us uh, emails, parents at saddleback.com, by yes. the way, if you want to email questions Absolutely. or whatever, right. or you can post things in the comments, yeah. but we respond to those as well. So, awesome. Yeah. Yep. Well, we are here for you all, and today we're excited to dive into single parenting. So, Chris, do you want to kick us off with the first question? Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. So, I should have been ready for this already. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you're part of a blended family right now, and, and if am. you haven't, if you have not uh, listened to the blended family podcast yet, uh, that was last week. So go ahead and and look for that with with Faluke, but uh, you can hear a little bit more about her story. But when when you were uh, a single parent, how did you manage between parenting responsibilities and just all your personal stuff that you had going on too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of the things that I would say was a blessing. Hello, everybody. I'm Faluka Pope. <laughs> I'm so glad to be back with you guys. Um, it was a blessing how God, I believe, orchestrated um, different things to help me be prepared for being a single parent. Mm-hmm. Um, I happen to be really organized. I have like some 
skills of my own that contribute very well to being a single mom, hmm. to being a single parent that not everybody has. Okay, hmm. so I, I have to say that up front because it's a very challenging role. And if you do not already like run a household and you're not already a multitasker mm. that, with a with an organizer and all of that it could be very very difficult but the question is what helped me right mm -hmm. yeah. um, manage all my time and I kept a calendar live by calendars I communicated very well with my son and at mm. that time he was four years old mm -hmm. okay um, his so dad you became a single parent you have one child one child and He's four years old yes. when he first started. Yes, yeah. I was married for eight years. His dad and I um, got divorced when he was four, mm -hmm. and that was very difficult. Um, we actually got separated. Our journey was that we got separated for probably about nine months. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in that time, my son was two at the time, mm -hmm. and that was very difficult. He had his own um, two-year-old, I hate calling it, temper tantrums yeah the, the, you know that right. terrible tools terrible that twos. could be wonderful but yeah. in his case oh my god um, <laughs> but compounded with his dad and i mm -hmm. being separated was very yeah. difficult but by the time he turned four and we were getting a divorce um he was able to understand things a little bit better the terrible twos were over and a lot of communication this mm -hmm. is what's happening. Um, this is what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. So he was ready for it. Mm -hmm. He was ready for where we were going to live. And um, that helped reduce, minimize a lot of stress. Mm -hmm. Another thing that I will tell you is that God literally sent two angels to me in advance um, on a plane. I travel a lot for business. Um, and on two different plane rides, God sat me or sat people next to me who wanted to tell me about their own divorce mm -hmm. and huh. um, single parenting journey. Wow. And the first person was a, a young lady. Um, I believe she lived in India. And sh her advice to me was very simple. Do not do this by yourself. Mm. She said, do not have so much pride that you feel that you are going to get a place by herself. She told me all the things that she did wrong. Mm. And um, at that time, that was literally in the moment um, leading up to um, the divorce where I was having to decide whether or not to move in with my parents mm. or live by myself. And it wasn't a financial decision for me. For other people, it might be. Right. But for me, it wasn't. I, was, I could be perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. But God sent these angels to confirm what he'd already told me, which is the best thing is for you to live with your parents. Mm. Um, and so in that season, I did. I submitted physically <laughs> to living back under my parents' roof, which I had not for a very long mm -hmm. time. Uh, but it was the best thing for my son. So coordinating my parents if I needed to. And I really did, again, a little bit of pride. I wanted to handle all of those things by myself. Mm. But I had to acknowledge that I had limitations. Mm -hmm. So I was able to ask for help. And I had an amazing community of friends and my siblings. Um, again, communication, this is what I need. I can do all of these things, but occasionally I'm going to need your help with X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. And I, I traveled for business. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so there were times when I was gone. Right. And that was tough for my son. But with the communication, um, there was a season where I was literally working remotely in texas mm -hmm. oh, every wow. week from sunday to sunday evening till thursday night 
And um, and I would tell my son when I come back on Friday, we're going to have we call it our uh, mommy and um and me time. Yeah. Right. And I would take him to IHOP for IHOP breakfast, <laughs> pancakes and lots of syrup. <laughs> and Ooh, coincidentally, even though he's he's now fifteen, right? Uh, we still do it. Oh. We still do That's our great. mommy and me time. It looks Love a little that. different yeah. now, but just a lot of communication, mm-hmm. a lot of organization, a lot of submitting to the fact that I'm limited and getting other people to help me. That's so good. Um, and I I would have struggled immensely, not just emotionally, because it's already an emotional baggage, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But then you add, you compound that with time obligations, financial mm-hmm. obligations, guilt trips, and I can't bear all of that by myself so i asked for help that's a good reminder yeah Yeah, especially when um and we talked about this last episode too it's so easy when things feel a little bit out of control to really hunker down Mm -hmm. and go inward and say i'm gonna do this i'm gonna grasp this i'm not gonna let anyone else hurt me or affect Mm. me i'm gonna take care of it all and at the end of the day you get burned out and your child feels it. And your child feels oh, your stress. Because yeah. you're yeah. not your best you when yeah. you're under stress. And the child needs you to be a better you. Right. Mm. Especially during those times of transition. Can you share um, for other parents, single parents that might be listening and going through maybe something similar, any insights you have on how you navigated co-parenting and maintaining a positive relationship with your child's other parent after the separation? Yes. So boundaries, boundaries, mm-hmm. boundaries. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> the best thing. Um, and I did not know about boundaries until the divorce. And I tell people that for me, getting a divorce was a blessing. Mm. Um, God meets all of us where we are. Right. And he uses our pain um, in the best way. But <laughs> it took the divorce for me to learn what healthy boundaries look like. Mm. So I've gone through all of the boundaries and families, boundaries and dating, boundaries and parenting, boundaries, mm-hmm. boundaries, 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 boundaries. <laughs> um, But it, the navigating the co-parenting yeah. was all about boundaries, setting boundaries on um, what was mine and what was not mine. Hmm. What happened in my ex-husband's household was not mine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and I, I clearly communicated that I did not need to know so long as it did not negatively impact my son. And early on, there were some scenarios that were troubling to me, and I brought it to his attention, and I said, um, nope, that is not okay with me, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and he handled it, and sometimes it required pulling his family members in, but it mm-hmm. got handled. Um, but understanding where my line stopped and mm-hmm. started, mm-hmm. right, I can deal with my son. I can provide financially for my son. I know for some single parents, it it could be very financially trying. I'm grateful that wasn't my story, but I didn't overdo it. You know, courts, this is what's decided, financial obligations. But I wasn't knocking on the door for more money for this, more money for that. A kid needs to, no, 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 no. That's inside my domain. Hmm. What I cover with my budget, that's what I cover with Mm -hmm. my kid. Mm. So our communication um, was very clearly focused on our child. Mm. Um, it wasn't about anything else. And that line was was drawn very early, mm. but I had to enforce it mm-hmm. and enforce it and enforce it. And even with my son, I would tell him, whatever you want to share about your dad, you're free to do so. But I'm not going to ask you details about 
his life. Oh. Share what's going on with you. If there's something that you want me to know, mm. I am open. I I'm here to listen, but I'm not prying. I will not pry. Like, where, where did he go that no. weekend? Mm-hmm. Who, is the, he with? Mm-hmm. who is he with? Mm-hmm. Like, did he da da da? But only that makes sense. Like, if it's if it's on your son's heart, yes. something about his dad or his feelings or his safety, his safety, you're mm-hmm. gonna listen to that. Yeah. But if it doesn't have anything to do with your son, and it's just Gossip, extra yeah. information, that doesn't you help cut my yourself heart. Off. It doesn't right. help my heart. Um, and it's a really it, good it point. wouldn't have been beneficial. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's really good. You know, you alluded to uh, f- financial finances, mm-hmm. right? And that can be really difficult for a single parent, single mom, single dad. Um, what are some tips that you have as it relates to? saving and spending and giving and you know that type of thing so when it comes to financial management so again before i got divorced god was preparing me and um through my brother-in-law i learned about dave ramsey Mm -hmm. got a resource book and i had started walking down that debt snowball right Mm. and um getting financially debt-free. So I started that journey before the divorce, but I maintained it after the divorce. So even though I was living with my parents, I was still providing financially for their home as as if I was still in my husband's home. Mm. Everything that I did financially there, I put literally just into their home. Mm -hmm. But I walked the debt-free journey using the Dave Ramsey um, Financial Peace University Saddleback has financial freedom <laughs> workshops. It's amazing. But I, I learned how to budget. I learned how to stick mm. to a budget. I learned how to sacrifice because I knew what my end goal was. Mm. Right. And even at that time, I knew that I wanted to own my home and have my son and I living in our own space. Mm. So that meant sacrificing. Mm. So all of my pampering, hair did, nails <laughs> did, all of that stuff was on pause. It mm. just was. If I did not need it, if my son did not need it, we didn't do it. And I think that's a great thing. Um, as adults, we have to learn to say no to ourselves, right? Discipline, self-discipline, so we can teach kids. Uh, but my son saw me walk through that journey. Mm. And communication. This is our budget when we went to the grocery store, right? We got a $60 budget this week. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's like, but mommy, I want this, I want that. I was like, awesome, you can have it. So long as we're under the $60. Right. So that was a journey that we went on together. Hmm. And it kept me accountable. I knew what the end goal was, right? I needed to provide for this kid going to college. There were so many things. Mm-hmm. And that meant in this season, I had to say no to a lot of things. Hmm. Um, but outside of that season, I got debt free, saved for a house, bought a house. Hmm then things could open up a little bit more. So it wasn't like that time was going to be forever. Mm. But the communication, uh, working on a budget, saving, um, spending on the necessities, and talking to a child about what that looked like. Because it wasn't just going to be me understanding how to deal with money. But Mm. ultimately, I'm not raising a child. I'm raising a godly adult right Mm -hmm. god fearing intentional about his own relationship with god uh, making wise decision adult so that meant that i had to model for him what financial um stewardship looked like how did how did you handle like maybe internal thoughts that you that you would have as it relates to uh not i deserve to have these certain things or 
he deserves to yes. have these. I want to provide for him. I want to give him the best and the most. And yes. and how do you balance that with, hey, we're on a budget here. Yeah. And hmm. I let the budget decide that. Um, as, and I'm saying it like it's easy, but mm-hmm. it, it was a struggle because yeah. there was so much that I wanted to give him. Um, but that that wasn't my personality. Mm-hmm. I knew what the purpose was. I knew what the end goal was. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot easier for me to say no. It, it's hard to say no to a kid, especially for your kid. Yeah. Yeah. Want yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and don't let him throw himself on the floor in the middle of a grocery store. I mean, your heart tugs, yeah. right? There's some small things you say yes to. Yes, you want that piece of candy. Yes, you, yeah. and ultimately, yes, you want those shoes. But I would simply tell him sometimes, not right now. Yeah. Right. The answer is I would actually tell him, yes, but not now. Yes. Ah. Later. Yes. In a few months. Yeah. Let me save up for it. Right. So I wouldn't tell him no, That's so good. That's but it would be yes in a few months. Yeah. You're bringing up that principle of delayed gratification. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. But also like you gave your son a really precious gift of actually ex- him getting to experience a journey of managing money together Mm -hmm. because I think there is a lot of um, just, it's just the way that it usually goes as parents. You don't really involve your kids on grown up stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Especially your four year old. You'd be like, this is my budget. You just say no. You just know, like I'm making the decisions. I'm the captain. You listen to me, but what a precious gift you gave your son, which is this is our plan. This Mm -hmm. is our longer term goal. And it's not forever, but what that means is we have to make some, boundaries and some guardrails and some rules for this season right now and you being consistent with that and reflecting that to your kid I think that's such a valuable uh, lesson for a child of how to manage and be wise and just understand that of course we're going to have all these feelings where we desire and want stuff but that's not the only thing that controls decision making we can be prudent and how we make decisions. And it doesn't mean just saying, oh, buying everything is a bad thing. Right. I loved what you said that you made those decisions based on a goal. Because I think sometimes parents can get super frugal just because for some reason that in and of itself is the goal. Like maybe there's some control or fear of, mm. uh, uh, you know, r- money brings up a lot of different things inside of us. But but for you, you were saving not just because you felt, oh, not spending money is a holy thing or something Mm -hmm. it's it's for a goal it's to get to to create a better future for us while meeting our needs in the present in the the best way we can so that's awesome but it also allowed me to um, bring god into the conversation so there were certain things he wanted i remember there was a time when he wanted me to have a new car and i'm like what's wrong with my car (laughs) (laughs) my car is just fine but um my response to him was ask god for it Mm-hmm. If there's something you want, there was a time he wanted a bigger bed. I'm like, why do you need a queen size bed? You do not need a queen size bed. <laughs> but I said, but you know what? Why don't you simply ask God and see what God does? Mm-hmm. And I will tell you that in doing that, he will go and pray. And I <laughs> kid you not, like God put me in a situation where I had to replace my car. <laughs> I started a new job and the requirement was my car was too old. Wow. The re- they said cars had to be under five years old. And I'm like, oh, what? my goodness. But they compensated for oh, it. Nice. So, I'm, oh my, so I was yeah. able to mm. bring him into the conversation and said, look what you prayed what for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And look how God 
made it happen. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So, yeah. Um, One of the things that we've already talked about is there's a lot on your shoulders as a single parent. Mm. You are navigating co-parenting, you're navigating finances, you're teaching your kids. How did you maintain a sense of self-care and what were some of the things that you did and incorporated into your routine, if any, that helped you survive or and thrive as a single parent and stay resilient? Um, I'm thinking at this moment of something that I probably shouldn't share, but I think it's, it's real <laughs> for single parents. Okay. And um, to answer your question, the self-care thing was hard. I remember maybe the first year when he would go off to his dad, he, we had a visitation schedule every other weekend, he would go to his dad's. And I'm like, what do I do with myself? Mm. The house is too quiet. <laughs> um, what You want to spend that time worrying about your kid. Mm -hmm. At least I wanted to. I That that was a void, the silence. I'm going to be like so busy doing things for him while he's not here. Mm. It's kind of like a, a mother with a newborn. The baby's sleeping and you just want to stare at the baby. Mm. You go take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> you need to rest too. But it was very difficult. So I ultimately had to relearn what I like. Hmm. Um, that was a journey. I got married to his dad. We met in college. There was never for me a season of adulthood where I got to learn what does Foluke like? Hmm. How does Foluke have fun? Wow. Yeah. Who am I? So I started a journey to find out what I liked. And that meant trying different things, new things, going out with friends on those weekends. Um, and I'm the story that I was thinking of was um, signing myself up to do like a morning jog with a friend. Oh, okay. And sometimes those were the weekends my son was with me mm -hmm. and I would leave him at home. <laughs> <laughs> at this time, he was like six, seven years old. And I gave him clear instructions. We had our own house and he knew how the alarm system yeah. worked. And I had cameras. I was like, okay, yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna go out tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. for a jog. Mm -hmm. You'll still be sleeping. I'll be back before you wake up. Mm -hmm. But in case I'm not. You wake up. Yeah, right. Th this you know, the neighbor, you know, right? So yeah. that conversation, but I, I had to take some risks mm -hmm. and say, you know what? Um, I think that's another journey with single parents is like your kids kind of grow up a little bit faster, maybe mm -hmm. with certain situations that, um, biological kids may not be exposed to because they have at least one parent that's going to be in the house. You can right. juggle it a little bit yeah. different. It's like, no, I actually still need to, I need to go jogging. I need to exercise. I need to do things for my own mental health. And, right now that's going to require that I leave you at home for an hour. Mm -hmm. Can yeah. I do that? And with little bits of, you know, situations, I could expand that time and he got older, more responsible. I could trust him and he wasn't scared. I know some kids were like, no, yeah. but my kid but wasn't. So yeah. based on my child um, and the security that I provided, yeah. I, I, I took those risks. Wow. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the singles a lot of times will, just feel so lonely, mm -hmm. right? You get, you get, you're by yourself, you're in your head, you're thinking about, gosh, you know, things that maybe could lead to depression yeah. because you're isolating yourself for whatever reason and you're just not around people much. And you kind of shared how you've 
put yourself out there. You'll go with a friend doing yeah. some things, going out to dinner with friends. And how, how do you do that kind of thing? Or what, and what are some other ways that you could get community and support and that type of thing from others? Yeah, I think community is always necessary. Mm. I mean, God built us for community. And too often when we are in the storms of life, we want to isolate ourselves. Right. And I wanted to, I'm telling you, like all of me who <laughs> wanted to run, I can't tell you how many times I wanted to like pack my child up and move out of state mm. <laughs> just to avoid um, people looking at you mm. like, oh, yeah, I know why you got divorced. Mm. Right. Mm. And all that comes with that, the stigma right. of being a single parent. Mm -hmm. It's not nice. It's not kind. Um, but I I can do hard things. Mm. I've done hard things um, from being a, an immigrant here in the United States of America. I've learned to do hard things gradually. Mm. Um so that was one of the hard things that I did was intentionally choosing to build a community, not just for mm -hmm. myself, though, but I had to be intentional about building a community for my son and mm -hmm. understanding that he um, the statistics around young boys growing up without a father in the home mm -hmm. are really bad, mm -hmm. really bad. And that often makes people want to stay in really difficult, unhealthy marriages mm -hmm. because of the fear of. What's going to happen to me? What's going to happen to my kid if we have a divorce? Mm. Um, but one thing that God ministered to me before I made the decision was that I got you. God is a God that knows the beginning from the end. And he doesn't stop working in your life because you got a divorce. He already knew that was going right. to happen. And he already has provision to take care of your child and take care of yourself. Um, when I started the Modern Family, which is um, a small group community, right? Mm -hmm. A small group for single parents. And the very first story I shared with them was the story of Hagar, mm -hmm. the first single parent, mm -hmm. right? I believe mentioned in the Bible. And she created, um, what was it, like a table? Um, I call it a table. Like a picnic? No, no, no. Not a table, but you, an altar. That's oh, what altar. it's called, an altar. <laughs> an altar and she said Jehovah Rohi the God who sees me mm. and God provided not just for Hagar but he provided for Ishmael too mm. there were circumstances outside of her control that resulted in her being a single mom but God mm. didn't stop being God for her right. or him so I had to trust that the same God who provided for her was going to provide for me and my kid. Um, but I created a community for him. Um, godly men. Mm. Thank God for my dad, my brothers. Um, I had other godly men um, surrounding me, spouses of my friends mm. that I could trust with my kid if he needed someone to be there to watch his basketball games. Right. He needed somebody to be there to talk about whatever, play video games with. And those men are like his big uncles. They're basically, he's, he's older now, he's 15. So these men have grown up with him mm -hmm. um, and they've watched him grow up and they're like literally like big brothers to him. So the community for my own mental health, I surrounded myself with my core group of ladies. Um, I went through shape mm -hmm. um, and discovered my spiritual gift 
my my heart, my ability, my passion, my experience. And I identified the women, the community around me that I wanted to share life with deeper. Mm. And they kept me accountable in that season. Yeah. That's when, when so things good. Are down. That's so good because like you were saying, when you are going through a divorce or as a single parent, there can come with it a lot of different emotions, including shame yeah. or uh, fear of judgment or, uh, you know, just natural loneliness or just being exhausted or not being able to do self-care, but maybe also guilt trips too, right? Like mm -hmm. just not being able to do as much for your kid or feeling like inadequate or yeah. all of those things. And those things typically drive us away from community. Mm -hmm. Like we want to hide. Yeah. It's just easier to not yeah. put yourself out there and be vulnerable because mm -hmm. sometimes you do get hurt or you do get burned. But I really appreciate what you said, which was, it wasn't that, you know, joining a community and leaning into community was just naturally fun. You had to recognize the value of it yeah. and lean into it and um, be intentional about it, even though inside there could be a lot of emotions that make you feel like you just wanted to pack up and run away and, yeah. you know, hide from other people. So, yeah, it's that's almost really like you need to do what you know is right, yeah. not what's easy, but mm -hmm. do what's right and kind of do the opposite of how you feel. Mm -hmm. It's like if you feel like not doing that, but yeah. you know you need it and that's the right thing to do, put yourself in a place where you can connect with others. Yeah. You know, you talked about uh, volunteering. Mm -hmm. Put your place, you know, get in a spot that you're passionate about and that you're good at yeah. and volunteer somewhere community, local church, whatever, get involved there and, and you'll make some friendships that way. You'll, you'll meet other people that way. Yeah. Go out with people for, uh, for meals and stuff. You be the initiator with that, right? right. Acknowledge your feelings. Mm. That's another journey. Mm -hmm. God took me on through all of this is feelings are, are indicators, but they should not rule you. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So I had to acknowledge my feelings. I had to acknowledge my fears. I had to acknowledge all of that, the shame, all of the the, the emotions mm -hmm. that were coming up. And I had a community that I could talk to about that. Yes. Right. Instead of pretending I didn't have those feelings, I I am not someone that puts up pretense that, mm -hmm. you know, puts on a mask. It's like yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people see me as being very happy yeah. and yes i am the i'm fabulous <laughs> absolutely fabulous stuff which that, you are that is you are yes. totally <laughs> but, but if somebody caught me on a day when i was sad and they asked hey how are you doing today i was like this is tough yeah I'm and sad. i would be real yeah. i am actually really sad yeah. and um you know depending on the person you don't go into like real deep with certain people you have to know you know who you can trust with certain information but I had those people that I could trust and I could tell them I could cry and I could tell them how painful mm. painfully lonely mm. um sometimes I was feeling right yeah but I wouldn't try to cover it up that's good that's really good um one last question for you and this has been so so um fun and enlightening <laughs> So you are currently not single. So <laughs> for not. those who might not have listened to our last episode, we were actually talking about blended families, mm -hmm. which meant, means Fluke is now married, family of five kids, mm -hmm. four stepkids, one biological. So you did this that transition from single parent to now blended family. But 
can you talk a little bit about that transition into the dating scene? And what advice can you give to those people who are trying to navigate getting back out there into the dating scene while Mm. still trying to prioritize your child or children's well-being? Okay, Everyone skips to this part right here. (laughs) They're skipping all the other stuff. How did you? Yeah, the the romantic part. But the journey, the journey is the best part, Mm. right? Mm. Uh, Where you're learning about yourself. um, And oh my goodness, I'm just realizing I just talked to some ladies recently and they are single, never been married, but I know they have the desire to Mm. be. And one of the things that I told them is that um, even in that season of being single, single, right? God is your husband. Mm. Like really lean into what what relationship do you want and start acting it now Hmm. right what kind of a wife do you want to be responsible kind generous all of that and start being it now in the season that you're in so um with being with dating (laughs) um i i knew not to involve my child in that early on right yeah he just too young and there's so many questions that children are having in their head and assumptions that they're making that they can't quite vocalize. Mm. Right. So I did everything in my power to not even indicate that I was dating, but as he got older and kept grabbing my phone, it's like, <laughs> so who are these text messages from? <laughs> yeah. You kind of start having to have those conversations like, okay. And, and I didn't date early on either. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, it wasn't for a number of years that I um, started actually um, dating and testing it out just to see what do I like, right? right. Who do I like? Mm. What kind of a person am I attracted to? Not that I wanted a serious relationship, but it was an opportunity to um, experiment. Yeah. Um, but I had those conversations with him. Just because I am going out on a date with someone does not mean like tomorrow you're getting a stepdad right. and somebody's moving right. in. That's not what it is at all. We would navigate these waters together and I would not surprise you with anything. Um, But I am going to recommend a book that may seem like it's not appropriate for that topic, but it's called Better Decisions, Fewer Regrets by Andy Stanley. And it really talks about five questions to ask yourself. Hmm. Okay, but in that book, he talks about um, people remarrying. And one advice that he gave that I will give to is wait at least one year at least um after the date your divorce is final Mm -hmm. not wait one year after you move out Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what does the date on that divorce decree say and set your calendar for a year after that to even start dating Mm. but i will add one other thing to what andy stanley says in the book ask for the divorce paper of the other person when you're dating them Ask them, hmm. when was your divorce final? If they are also in, um, uh, if they are divorced, mm. because people don't necessarily share that and mm. they may actually still be in a mm. marriage. So ask those questions um, on in the beginning. But as far as the loneliness too, be very careful what you watch. Hmm. Okay. We have ear gates and eye gates, ear gates and eye gates. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and we let too many things in that we shouldn't. Mm. And as single people, there's a lot of TV shows and movies that you've got no business watching. Not because they're not good or they're not funny, but they 
there's some explicit things there that only have you thinking about thoughts that will drive you away from being pure mm. and make it even more difficult to stay pure and to um, keep the decisions and the commitments that you made mm. because you're seeing people coupling up and doing things like, oh man, I wish I could do that. And, and those are, that's not where you want, what you want in your mind. So I was intentional, even though friends were like, oh, let's watch this show. And after watching an episode or two, I was like, I actually have no business watching that. Mm. It's so, not good for you where you were at exactly. and it's not helping or adding to your life. No, just intensifying emotions that you couldn't do anything mm-hmm. with. So being very careful with that. Mm, that's great. This has been so helpful, Fluke. I just, I mean, again, I'm looking forward to your blog posts on what was the web yeah, website? onpurposeparents.com and then just click on the blog button. Fluke has her own author page too. Yeah, so. exactly. Because again, the topics that we've talked about, the questions that we've asked is really just scratching the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, I could just imagine us sitting around for another four hours, diving in deeper into each one. But what we're hoping to do is provide more thoughts and insights through the blog posts. Um, hopefully we can have you back for future yes. episodes to dive yes. deeper into some of these topics. Um, Parents out there, if you are listening, if you have a question on anything that we talked about or even something that we may not have talked about for both blended families and single families, please send us your questions, your thoughts, or even advice or input that you have from your experience as well. We would love to hear that and continue to support all of our parents in whatever journey that they're going through and and be a community together yes. and we are better yeah. together, together. <laughs> yes, we are. So thank you know you. let's do this let's let's have you guys when you if you have comments or if you have questions put those in the comment section and if you're just listening to us you're not on youtube email it to parents at saddleback.com and what we'll do is we'll do a parenting q a with faluke we'll bring you back and we'll have you answer some of our listeners' That's questions. Great. Does yeah. that sound fun? I knew he was going to find a way to get me back. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll do anything to get <laughs> Felipe back. Yeah, yeah, this was fun. Right. Yes, I yeah. would do that. It's so good. Thanks for being yeah. here with us. And thank you guys for taking the time and listening to us. If you're uh, listening to us on YouTube right now, right above Grace, you're going to see a couple buttons up there. Click those and watch the next thing. And like we said, like, comment, subscribe if you haven't yet. Click this here. Share us with your friends. We we really love your family. We pray for you guys, and we're excited that you listen to us, okay? So All right. we'll Have see you week. next time. Bye. Next time, Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. He's going to press a button. <laughs> there it is. There's our music. That's the outro Bye, everybody. music. <laughs>